I've just about had enough of you. I'm more than machine. A man made out of pig. I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and Hello and welcome to another episode of 50 Years of Shit Robots with Matt and Stephen. Because the Football World Cup is ongoing, we thought we would put together a Robot World Cup. So we have put 16 different robot names into a hat. We have pulled those names out and created eight first round matches. And my goodness me, there are some extraordinary matchups. Um, so... All of the first round matches, as we record this, have played out. So what we can do is we'll run through each match and then I'll be able to tell you who won it, which is nice. And then we'll have at the end of this episode our quarterfinal lineup. Okay? Yeah. Uh, just I would like everybody to know I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> no, I love it. Look, you've seen, you, come on, you've seen World Cup draws take place before, haven't you? Or, or FA Cup draws take place. Yeah, you have. There's like a velvet pochette. Yeah, and I've seen a, that. And there's balls inside. And that's they pull right. their balls out and they read out a number. Yeah, uh, we've done that already. And we've, okay. got, we've got our first round matches. And then we've, we've already put them online for people to vote on them, for who their favourite in each one is. And then, so at the end of at the end of this, we'll have knocked eight robots out, and eight robots will remain. See, Even I now, thought, I'm explaining that I'm confusing myself. See, I thought they were. We were imagining they were fighting each other, but it's not, is it? It's no, just it's a love of. It's a popularity contest. Right, That's what okay. it is. Because we're we're going to find out our favourite robot through this. Okay. Okay. So the. Uh, robots, the 16 robots that we picked, we both picked 10 robots each, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. And we whittled it down to 16. You poo-pooed most of mine. Well, and there was some poo-pooing on your side as well, I seem to remember. (laughs) (laughs) So the 16 robots in this first round, in no particular order, are the Gunslinger from Westworld, Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet... Ava from Ex Machina. Number five from Short Circuit. Mecha Godzilla, open brackets, 1974, close brackets. C3PO off of Star Wars. K9 from Doctor Who. Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Ed 209 from Robocop. The Interstellar Robots, Tars and Case. Bender from Futurama. Um, Maria from. Metropolis, Data from Star Trek Next Generation, The Fembots from Austin Powers, Terminator, the classic original, and Cheaty from Entheron, the Bollywood film. So those are our yeah. 16. Now there are obviously there are a lot of omissions there, aren't, aren't there? We we have had to we've had to be very cruel and cut some out. Yeah, we did. Uh, some of the ones that I had were a bit obscure because I did actually want John the robot from Planet of Storms, which I have now grown very fond of. We will look at in a, in a future episode. But we will, definitely. But the, I suppose the problem is because it's a popularity contest. Yeah. If you're picking John, I mean, he's just, he's, he's not going through, is he? Because no. only you have heard of him. No, you'd say, you say that. Uh, the episode where we do him, you're going to be surprised. How many people know him? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the guy who rebuilt him for an advert 
<laughs> rebuilt his upper half. <laughs> so he would have had two votes. Oh. That's good. Um, so, but we've also, like, I suppose, imposed little rules on ourselves. So because, for example, we had C-3PO, and I think we, yeah. we wanted C-3PO because he's sort of part of this podcast in a way, isn't he? Because he's the, the oh, yeah, premise on, on, on which the podcast is based, yeah. So we thought we wouldn't have any other Star Wars robots. So that's why R2-D2 is not in, for example. And the same goes for Data being from Star Trek or K9 from Doctor Who. These big franchises, they've got blooming loads of cyborgs and androids and robots. They have, yeah. But Doctor we, Who got loads. Absolutely. I'm astonished. And in fact, you wanted a different Doctor Who robot, didn't you? I did. I wanted the Yetis. The Yetis. I put my blooming old foot down, didn't I? You did. <laughs> right on those big Yetis. They are rubbish, man. Okay, right. So, those for better or for worse, we are where we are where we are. Those are our 16 first round robots. And the matchups went as follows the first matchup was K9. Versus the Ed 209 Robocop robot. It was the Battle of the Nines. Is this right, K9? Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. This, on paper, I think looks like if we were to do it in terms of an actual battle, yeah. I mean, this would be over very quickly, wouldn't it? Oh, very, 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 very quickly. In fact, what strategy would K9 have to take down the Ed 209? Uh, his gun, which comes out of his nose, constantly points down, <laughs> and he just shoot his feet. But but neither of them can do stairs. True, but the Ed Two Hundred Nine at least would be able to just shoot the stairs out of the way, wouldn't it? So uh, uh, anything out of the way, yeah, walls the lot. <laughs> Nothing is a problem to Ed Two Hundred Nine. No. Just shoots it like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer's got a gun and shoots out all the lights. <laughs> Instead of turning them out. <laughs> That's what I love that episode. Like. He just lies on the couch and just shoots things, doesn't he? It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but essentially, that's what the Ed 209 is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Homer, stomp, Homer with a gun. He could stomp on K9 as well. He's he could. Rather large feet. Okay, so would you like to know the results of this matchup? Go on then. Okay. So with 43% of the vote... Ed 209 from Robocop, meaning that oh, wow. in a, an astonishing first round victory, K9 from Doctor Who goes through to the quarterfinals. Wow. What a pathetic start. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low key start. It is. It can only get better. <laughs> okay, so the next one, the next matchup was between Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still, a classic, iconic 50s robot. He is. And maybe classic, iconic robots from the 21st century, um, the inter interstellar robots, Tars and Case. So that's the matchup, Gort v Tars and Case. Hello, Case. Hello, Tars. What do you think about that? Uh, I like these two because they're both practical effects, because Christopher Nolan loves a practical effect. Uh, I think what, the only bit where the the Tars and Kiss CGI is when they do a lot of running. Uh, but other than that, they're operated by a couple of guys. And I like that. And Gort, Gort is quite sad because I think the director wanted a very fluid, metallic fluid kind of robot. He gets it right on the spaceship because it looks seamless, but Gort sadly has folds in his legs when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think the public voted for in this one 
between Gort um, and the interstellar robots? Because I'm old. I'm a man of a certain vintage. I would say Gort. Well, you are absolutely right. In fact, Gort absolutely smashed this one. 71% of the vote went to Gort. Oh, wow. A very meagre 29% went to Tars and Case, meaning that they share actually um, 14.5% each, really. Another interesting thing about these robots is they're passive. Gort Orney, he doesn't kill anybody, he just melts their guns. And Tars and Case, they're, they're, they're quite sweet. Yeah. I mean, Tars and Case, it feels very much like would like deep blue the computer end up. <laughs> You know, sorting out luggage or or seating arrangements on an airline. Seating arrangements—that's quite sad. Yeah, yeah, they'd end up being a vending machine because they're halfway there anyway. <laughs> well, they are out of the World Cup oh. of Robots. Um, so Gort goes through to the quarterfinals. Um, next was Mechagodzilla from 1974 against Bender from Futurama. So there've been a quite there've been a few Mechagodzillas, haven't there? Yeah, in, in, yeah. in their time. I think just about all of the kaijus have been mechanised at some point. We we plumped for the 1974 version. I, I'm sure this was your call. Why why did you go for that one? I, I just wanted I wanted a, a kaiju in there. I just wanted a big sort of robot monster in. And I thought everyone know, knows Godzilla, so get Mecha Godzilla in. Yeah. And it's I find it very pleasing because the... The um, Mecha Godzilla from 1974 looks exactly like, to my head, the Chewitz Godzilla from the adverts from the 1980s. Wow, I forgot about that. And I used to love those adverts. Okay, so Mecha Godzilla v Bender. On I think on paper this this feels like this is just a slam dunk for Bender. I think he'll he'll find a way. Yeah, always. Well, he found a way in this round. Because uh, in in the biggest vi- margin of victory so far, he he accrued seventy six percent of the vote, oh. and there were a few comments as well for Bender, which made me think that he's going to go deep into this competition. <laughs> okay, so that was our third uh, round matchup. So Bender's going through to the quarters. Next was an extraordinary, uh, huge tie, the tie of the round. This Ooh. one, the next one, um, which was basically the two robots upon which this podcast is founded. C-3PO versus Maria from Metropolis. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. Now, C-3PO is based on Maria from Metropolis. He is, yes. Ralph McQuarrie was given us a picture of Maria from, from uh, Lucas and said, I want a robot like this. Do this. Get this done. Do this. Do it now. That's how he spoke. I've just been listening to um, Anthony Daniels' autobiography, I Am C-3PO. And there's a lot of really fascinating stuff in there about um, the when the costume was created. They're in the in the sort of fitting rooms, there were just pictures of Maria from Metropolis like all over the walls. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And supposedly, the, um, the concept art for Star Wars by R- Ralph McQuarrie um, is what sort of enticed Anthony Daniels to to sort of do the part. He said he wasn't a sci-fi fan at all, but when he saw the pictures, he just thought they were just so extraordinary that he he, was, he just thought it was something he wanted to be part of. So this is, I mean, this is like two heavyweights going toe to toe. 
um, one crazy dancer, uh, ultra ultra villain, the other a slightly bewildered droid obsessed with manners and a bit camp and a bit camp, yeah. And Maria actually. is sort of like an an alpha alpha bot, isn't she? Oh yeah, she goes. I actually think she's po- pro- possibly the very first fembot. So first fembot, alpha bot against C three PO. Did he? Does he stand a chance? Did he no, stand no. a chance? No, he doesn't. No, he didn't. He uh, he he took the lead very early, but unfortunately, he lost out. He got 43% of the votes. Maria got 57% of the vote. So Maria makes it through to the next round, and C-3PO sadly falls at the first hurdle. So four down, four to go. Next was the matchup of number five from Short Circuit and Data from Star Trek. Star Trek? Star Trek. (laughs) The next generation. Please, call me Johnny Five. It has been quite a day. However, a change of routine is often invigorating. Brett Spiner actually brought out an album called Old Yellow Eyes is Back. Did he? He did. Yesterday I heard a lover sigh. Goodbye, only oh my. So number five from Short Circuit, this was one of my picks, because I thought that this, this represented a slightly obscure 80s robot. But you scoffed at that, didn't you? Yeah, he he was massively popular. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I was a kid in the in the nineteen eighties, and I don't think I saw this film until I was about thirty. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't your generation. It's a bit like everybody has a fantasy film. If it's not Wizard of Oz, it's going to be uh, Labyrinth or um, Dark Crystal. Everyone has that kind of fantasy or never ending story. Mm. And it's the one that you watch when you're a kid and you absolutely, it doesn't matter how shit it is, you love that film. Yeah. You probably just missed it. It was really big. It was a big film at the time. Hang on a second. And also the robot cost 1.4 million. That is a lot of money. It is. So, yeah, 1986 was when it came out. Here we go. I'm going to go highest grossing US films in 1986. And I'll tell you which I went to see at the cinema. Only one and no two of them. Three of them. So at number 10 is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I went to see that one. Great film. Uh, Ruthless People, number nine, The Golden Child, number eight. Aliens at number seven. Back to School at number six. I don't remember Back to School. Uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home at five. Karate Kid Part Two at four. At number three, Platoon. Number two, Crocodile Dundee. And number one, Top Gun. So it wasn't in the top 10 biggest box office films. You're determined to kick this film into top genre. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Oh. Just saying oh. is all. How much did how how much did it cost to make the film? It cost fifteen million one five. The return on that basically means that short circuit two with Johnny Five came back again. Yeah. It it his box office in US was forty million. They spent a, a tenth of the budget on the robot. That is extraordinary, isn't it? And Sid Mead had to fight for the eyebrow flaps on the top just to give it more expression. Oh, really? Why didn't they want the eyebrow flaps? Because because the director thought it would just look too Disney, too too cutesy. But uh, Sid Mead said, look, they're going to be sunshades, which sort of a robot would have if it's got lenses on so but then they made the little eyebrows move jerk side to side and it does give 
the robot expression, which was replicated in Wall-E. Another great omission from our 16 first-round robots, Wall-E not being in there. But we had short circuit. We had number five, didn't we? Yeah. So Do we uh, still have number five? <laughs> well, drum roll. This was the closest of all the matches. It went right down to the wire. Uh, it was just... It wasn't many, like three or four votes in the end tipped it in favour of number five from Short Circuit. Mm. So Data is out, unfortunately. I thought you'd be sad about that because you, you're a big fan of Data, aren't you? I don't, no, do you know what? I'm not. No, hate him. I, no, I don't hate him. He's one of these... Star Trek is one of these things that's always been in my life. It's just been there. Right from the, the very first colour TV programme I ever watched was Star Trek, the original series. And it's it's just this thing that's always been there, and he he's all he's always just it's just there. If I was to pick a character from Star Trek Next Generation away attached to, was Tasha Yar, and she got bumped off. And she's the only one in in the cast who slept with Data as well. What? She had doinses with Data. How did the, how did he have doinses with her? Is he fully... I mean, do you want me to talk about the mechanical birds and the bees? So he was fully sort of anatomically human. He was mm -hmm. a, a, like a full android. Yeah. And why did, Why do you think they would have... I mean, did they explain why he did have genitals? Yeah, I can't remember. I suppose you'd have to ask his creator, Dr. <laughs> Noonien's son, played by Brent Spiner as well. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, I suppose the argument is that he would, in order to sort of have a fully human existence but did he did he use his his bits and bobs for for like urinating did he defecate he consumed stuff did he did he he ate and drank stuff yeah he did yeah i don't think he ate things i think he drank something extraordinary okay <laughs> so um we're losing data number five going through to the quarterfinals dirty the, data the next dirty dirty data <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to do a whole episode on Data's sex life. Um, the next, uh, the next matchup was—I mean, this was a hell of a matchup. I called it the the Battle of the Pistols on on social media. It's Gunslinger from Westworld versus Austin Powers Fembots. You say something, boy? Hello, hello. Hello, Mr. Powers. Hello, Mr. Powers. Hello, Mr. Powers. Care to, have a Care to have a little fun? Care to have a little fun? Well, apart from Maria, who's possibly the first Fembot, the Fembots did appear in Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine in 1965. <laughs> it's Vincent Price as a machine that can make robots and he just makes biki gold bikini-clad robot women who he marries off to rich men. So, go a Gunslinger versus the Fembots, who would you want to win this matchup? Uh, gunslinger. Why? I was I was kind of quite fond of that character in it, and uh, and when I did some little bits of research, actually we were talking about the first Unstoppable It. Uh, when I was reading about the Gunslinger, he was the inspiration behind Michael Myers in Halloween. Just because he just me, wanted that just relentless, won't keep ever stop going kind of never stop. Okay, so the battle between the Gunslinger and the Fembots was a very one-sided battle. Yeah. Uh, Gunslinger winning by 74% to 26%. Wow. I was a bit sad about that because I really? like I like I like fem well I mean I love the gunslinger. Westworld was one of the I suppose my earliest sort of sci-fi TV memories. Yeah. Just a film that I really enjoyed. And um 
fembots just because i like the fembots throughout cinema they're just it's just an extraordinarily misogynistic sort of trope that i think that is is sort of sort of satirized quite nicely in austin powers okay so we say bye-bye to fembots and their pistol boobs and uh we'll see the gunslinger in the next round well by the way actually just a little fact i've got about fembots oh go on if you want to um correct your walking posture then you should always pretend that you're a fembot firing firing out of your boobs as you walk that should be your that should be how you walk and that will fix your walking posture and your gait instantly every time you said fembot i've been doing it <laughs> there you go perfect gait uh right okay two more to go our seventh first round matchup is Robbie the robot from the Forbidden Planet against uh, the Terminator, and we we stipulated it was the first iteration of the Terminator. It was Arnie in the first film. I am at your disposal with 187 other languages, along with their various dialects and subtongues. I'll be back. A Terminator's going to win because he's there in everybody's memory. Even though Robbie, the most beloved of the clunky robots which even made an appearance in Columbo. Amazing. The Adams family. He had a battle with B9 in Lost in Space and appeared in five episodes of The Twilight Zone. And he was in Gremlins. That's amazing. Well, no, that's just the tip of the robot iceberg because he's just been in so many. I'll tell you that's something. Everybody can use a robot, Lieutenant. Well, so... A great, a glorious past for Robbie the Robot. No doubt we will be discussing that in much oh, yeah. more forensic detail when we get to the Forbidden Planet. Um, but in the, the biggest, biggest margin of victory we saw throughout the entire first round, Terminator terminated Robbie by 80, he got 88% of the vote. Hasta la vista, baby. And so our final first round matchup was between Ava from Ex Machina against uh, Chitty the robot from the film Entheran. You already know my name. And you can see that I'm a machine. Would you like to know how old I am? No war, only love. Now, I had never seen Cheaty before, but you knew Cheaty, didn't you? Yeah, quite right off the bat on the internet, the, the big battle scene at the end of uh, Entheran just was online and everybody was watching it because it is batshit crazy. <laughs> It's insane, but it's like jaw-droppingly. You can't just you can't take your eyes away. It's just mad. It's I mean, maybe mad. if people had seen that before the vote, it might have helped Cheaty because he didn't have, he didn't have a good <gasps> match. Oh, was he gone? He lost out. Uh, so Ava from Ex Machina got seventy percent of the vote, and Cheaty just thirty percent. I'm we sad, but but uh, Ava. So Ava, she won through, making uh, her the, the last robot to claim a place in the Robot World Cup quarterfinals. So that means, and the way that the, the quarterfinals have worked out, I think is quite interesting for paths through to the final, okay? Right. So the first quarterfinal match is between K9 and number five. The second quarterfinal is between Gort and the gunslinger from Westworld. We've got Bender. Bender is going to be taking on Ava from Ex Machina. And then an absolute monster is Terminator against Maria from Metropolis. Ooh. 
That's a bit. That's a big one. That because Terminator that big got the most, um, the biggest margin of victory in the first round. But it feels like Maria's a, very much a beloved robot for for people who listen to this podcast. So there we go. And who would you like out of all of them? Not who you think would win, but who do you want to win out of all? Who are the of those? ones that are left? Yeah, K nine number five: Gort, Gunslinger, Bender, Ava, Terminator, Maria. Maria. Yeah, I think I think that's who I'd I like her as well. to win. Maria or Bender? Because she does, she kicks ass in the film, doesn't she? When she's running around as manic as hell. Yeah, she does. She wants to destroy the city. Yeah, and she does it through lust. And she doesn't care for the consequences. She does not care a jot. So, if you're listening to this on the day of release, Monday the fifth of December. The final of the World Cup of Robots will be taking place on our social media channels. Uh, you can find it by searching for 50 Years of Shit Robots on Instagram, or we are at 50YOSR. That's at F I F T Y Y O S R on Twitter. You can vote for that if you would like. Love to see you. Love to you to participate. It's been maybe the greatest show on earth this World Cup of Robots. <laughs> Maybe not. And there will be another episode, the next episode, where we'll detail the semi-finalists, how that all went, and the finalists. We will be releasing later this week. So you won't have too long to wait to find out exactly who won the big one. Could it be any more exciting, Stephen Murray? I'm, I'm elated. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, considering that you've had no idea of what's happened during the last half an hour, I think you've done very well. Thank you. Thank you. I feel, um, I feel I've been educated. <laughs> OK, so until next time, uh, keep listening, keep sharing. Uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Turn, 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 go.